0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to AG1 for supporting our show. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drink. AG1.com slash made for this.
0: So, if you're just joining us, you know we are talking about random hot topics this summer. We are talking about questions that you have asked and over the course of the last few months. And one of the things that you asked that I love this question because this is me. Hello, I am this way is about overthinking. How do we stop overthinking? How many overthinkers are out there? I think a lot of you overthink. I'm sorry. Our brains are tired. My husband cannot believe the amount of things happening in my brain in a given minute. And it's true. I think hard about everything. And sometimes I feel like I get stuck in a loop. And again, I have a whole book about this. Get out of your head. It is helpful. But I want this to be super practical right here. I want to give you my how-to. What do you do when you start overthinking? And to do that, I'm going to tell you about the last 24 hours. So last night, a series of three events happened. All three were somewhat positive and somewhat negative. And my brain was very confused about this. So I was trying to sort it out all through the night. Late last night, I don't think I went to sleep until about 1 a.m., just trying to process these three things that had happened back to back to back. And the negative and positive feelings I was feeling that go with them. Very rarely do I have such an exciting night. You guys, you're all curious what the things were but I can't totally get into those details because they have things to do with other people. But those three things happen. My brain is on overdrive. I can't sleep. My adrenaline's going. I try to go to sleep. I do sleep for a few hours. I wake up bright and early. So I now have slept about five hours last night and I feel nauseous. I have eaten. I have taken my vitamins. I have drank a lot of water and I still feel nauseous. And I'm getting to the studio and I'm about to talk to you guys. And two of my teammates are there, Emily and Amy, and we are just hanging out together. And Amy, who I'd seen the day before, said, hey, how did last night all the things you had go? And at that moment, I had a choice to make. I am now nauseous from all the things that had happened the night before. And she's asking me about them. But it's kind of a tangled web to talk through it all and the feelings that are going with it. But I make a choice in that moment. And I kind of tell them both, I'm about to tell you all the things that went down last night. They're not even as interesting as you think they are, guys. I promise you. It's kind of a boring story. But I chose to say it, not because they needed that information in their brains, but because I was so sick to my stomach that if I didn't begin to process and untangle the knot of all my overthinking, that I knew today would be a really hard day of work. So I did it right there in the chair, all of us hanging out. I'm getting ready for for today. And I just tell them both. I walk through the night. This is what happened and this is what happened and this is how I feel about it. This is the positive, this is the negative. At the end of, of saying all of that, I had a whole different perspective. I was not sick. Somewhere in the process of the way too long story, probably a 15-minute story that I told them of my night, I went from my adrenaline being high to the point that I was nauseous, my mind racing. I didn't know how I was gonna do all the work of the day, but just saying out loud what I felt. And what I was processing, I relaxed and my stomach quit hurting and I had a whole different perspective. And so at the end of processing all of that, I was able to actually say, you know what? Even if the worst happens with these things, I'm okay. I'm okay. God has been so faithful. And so the three things I would say to you, if if you feel like you're overthinking something, if you're in knots, if you feel all stressed out. I would say these three things are are the first steps you can take to begin to untangle all of all of those thoughts and feelings. Um, number one, a lot of times if my mind is going and I can't even sort it out enough to process with someone, I will write it out. I will just jot it in my notes on my phone. These are the five things I'm worried about right now. I'll just make a little list. And sometimes just getting it put somewhere helps my brain rest. It doesn't have to work so hard because it's, it's a placeholder. It's holding... It's somewhere else. I don't have to worry, and I kept it. It's it's not as if I'll forget all those things. I can come back to them in an organized way, and then number two, process it out loud, just like I did this morning. Say it to someone, and I would make sure you have the friends. Maybe it's your mama. Maybe it's someone that is a really safe place for you. That's a friend. Maybe it's a coworker, someone that knows. Sometimes I'm going to call you, and I'm just going to need to process. You don't have to fix it. Just just listen, hear me out. I'll land in a different place than I begin. And if you look at the Psalms, this is exactly what David did. He's writing, he's singing, he's writing these beautiful songs, and so much of it is his own way of getting to the hope and the promises of God. But to get there, he goes through all of the untangling of his struggle. He he says it. This is what I'm mad about. This is what I'm sad about. This is what I'm feeling. Help me, and and then by the end, he probably feels a little less nauseous, a little less tense, and there's a freedom in that. So. Number one, write it down. Number two, process it with someone. And then number three, pray. And prayer is an organic thing. It should happen as you are going throughout your day. Prayer happens when you're with people and not even closing your eyes and talking directly to God. Prayer is happening as we are together. where two or more are gathered. God is with us. And so those conversations that you're having with your friends, stop thinking that of them as God is not there. God is with you. God is there. You are, He's in the midst of the conversation with you. I remember when Kurt Thompson taught me this. A bunch of us were together and and we'd been talking about difficult things for a long time. And somebody stopped and said, we should pray about this. And he he kind of put his hands down and said, Hey, just so you know, God's been with us this whole time. He's heard all of this. He's processed all of this with you this whole time. Let's just, let's just give this whole conversation to him as prayer. And it just It was so helpful because that's what I feel like happened this morning. My morning started chaotically. I missed an appointment with a friend. I got on the phone dealing with some of the things that happened last night. It did not go the way I planned. I did not pray this morning specifically about any of the things we're talking about. But as I processed them with my friends, I I had God's perspective as we came to the end of that conversation. And they never said, this is how you should feel or this is how you should think. God was leading me even in the sharing of that with people that I felt safe to share it with. So sometimes, guys, there is a time for, for fixing the problem, but sometimes there is just a untangling all the different thoughts and feelings, setting them out and going, okay, I I I think I'm going to be okay. God, we're going to be okay? I think we're going to be okay. And just taking the chaos of it all and and setting it out and looking at it whether it's through writing or whether it's through processing with friends it feels a lot more doable psalm 50:15 says this and call upon me in the day of trouble i will deliver you and you shall glorify me there is constantly the reality that we call on god and he is in it with us he's in it with us guess what he's in it with you whether you call on him or not but when you call on him it helps you remember he is with you in it you are not alone
1: Guys, I have just loved having AG1 as a partner on the show for the last year or so because AG1 is a supplement that I actually take every single day. I drink it first thing in the morning and it has made a huge difference in my health. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drinkag1.com slash made for this. The biggest thing I notice if I skip taking AG1 for a period of time um, or if I forget my travel packs is that I notice a big difference in my gut and my digestion. AG1 is a great bang for my buck because it replaces all those other supplements I was taking, like my daily um, multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, like all the different things a greens blend and they put it all in one scoop of powder every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins minerals probiotics and whole food sourced ingredients that are high quality and that give me major benefits like gut and mood support boosted energy healthier looking skin hair and nails it really covers all the bases if you want to take ownership of your health try ag1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase Go to drinkag1.com slash made for this. That's drinkag1.com slash made for this. Check it out.
0: I'm going to actually bring back from the archives for this little conversation a little bit of get out of your head because I just think it is so relevant right here. I believe in the power of God to absolutely not just save our souls, but change our lives. I've seen him do this for other people, and I have seen him do this in me. And I wanna tell you a story about why this project, Get Out of Your Head, is so important to me. I believe we are at war. I believe that the enemy is coming for us. And I'm sorry, if you just clicked on this and you're like, what is this, what enemy? I am a Christian, and I believe the Bible, and the Bible is pretty clear that there is an enemy to God, and there is an enemy to us. And his desire is to kill, steal, and destroy. And one of the main ways I'm watching him do that in our generation is through our minds. In John 8, it talks about the enemy and Jesus actually describes him and says, he is the father of lies. That when he speaks, he lies and that is who he is. And so I have watched as person after person after person has believed these lies. And here's the thing, not even realize that they are lies. That's the hard part. Eventually you start to believe they're just true. And you're dwelling on them, and our minds are a mess. Our minds are discouraged. Our minds are distracted. Our minds are exhausted. And I believe there's a way out. In fact, so many of you struggle with anxiety and depression. So many of you struggle with mental illness or somebody that you know struggles with mental illness. And I want to address this right up front, that mental illness can be a physical issue. It can be a chemical issue that, that needs medicine. And medicine is a gift from God, and counseling is a gift from God. But I also believe there's another component to this. And I want to start by reading a few verses in Second Corinthians 10, it's verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh. And I wanna say this because I think some of us stop at the obvious things. We stop at the physical response and we stop at the emotional response rather than realizing there is another thing happening. And it is a spiritual war that is waging against us. And it's not of flesh. There was a season of attack that came that was quiet, that was subtle, that I barely noticed, honestly. And it came every night at 3 a.m. And it was doubt that filled my mind And it beat me up for month upon month. And the bad part was, is I didn't even realize it was happening. I was at war with the devil in the night and I never said it out loud. I never told anybody what was happening for 18 months. Now, fast forward, I finally do mention it to people. And then second I did, my first thought was, oh my gosh, I have been under spiritual (laughs) attack. Duh. I mean, it was obvious, but I didn't see it because I was not guarding my mind, because I did not live with this reality that the enemy could be lying to me at any minute, that at any minute he could be whispering a lie to me that I thought was true and that I walked in and believed in and built thought patterns, toxic spirals around. And that's exactly what happened. Month after month of waking up in the middle of the night and the devil telling me whatever the hell he wants in the dark. There was a cost and it was to my faith. And what a great strategic move of the enemy to go after my faith. But everything shifted. And I believe that every single one of you listening in some way, that enemy is as real to you. And those lies are as real to you in the middle of this project. In fact, it was even before the project began. I was walking outside. It was a beautiful day and I was all by myself and I was praying for our generation. I do this. I pray for individuals, but I also pray for our generation. I always think about us getting to heaven together. And I I think about all the people I lead and the people the church is leading right now around the world. And I just want us to do so well in our time. I want our time to matter. And as I was praying about our generation, God brought to mind these enemies that are attacking our generation uniquely. And I wrote them down. I pulled over on the side of the track I was walking on and I typed them up and it was seven things that I saw coming for our generation. The book lays each one out in greater detail than we can do on this podcast, but we're gonna talk about these seven things that I see coming for us. And I'm telling you, you know, it's everything from cynicism to noise to victimhood. There's a plethora of things coming for us, but I think in our generation, we're looking at some unique things that have plagued our minds and that has robbed us of the effectiveness that we could have. For the kingdom of God. So in my studies of the brain, you cannot deny the power of God and the thing he built in our minds when you read the science of it. It all backs up the Bible. It's crazy. All of these truths that the Bible says, like take every thought captive, that we have power over our thoughts, all of these truths, they are spelled out in science. It's true. We can change our minds. And I want to read to you the rest of this verse in 2 Corinthians 10. For the weapons of warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Guys, in these verses, the author of Corinthians, who's Paul, is saying we have power to destroy strongholds. So many of you are stuck in strongholds. That's why this matters so much. Is not because of the little bitty lie about your identity or about your worth. It's because that lie over time adds up. And so back to the science part. of our thoughts are negative. 95% of our thoughts, you thought them yesterday. They're repetitive. And so we're thinking repetitive, negative thoughts every day of our life. And guess what those build? Strongholds they actually change our brains. They change our chemistry. Our physical brains change. Now, yes, I believe in medicine and counseling. And no, I do not think you can just change your thoughts and all of a sudden be out of mental illness. But I absolutely believe that in disciplining and training our thoughts, that it can eventually over time change our minds. That's science. Not just for those of us that believe in science, but those of us that believe in God. He says that Our warfare is not of the flesh, it is of the spirit and that we have divine power to destroy strongholds. So something about the power that God gives us, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you don't, I hope by the end of the season, you will. But something about knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and believing in the power of the gifts and the power and authority he's given us, we have the power to destroy strongholds. Now, authority, that is something that I didn't realize that I had most of my life. I was a victim to my mind. And I didn't understand that God had given me authority over my thoughts and I could change them. And I'm telling you, let me fast forward to my story today and tell you that there are still, in fact, last night I woke up at 4 a.m. But let me tell you what I do now when I wake up. I do not let the enemy have an inch. I don't let him have a second of my mind. I notice it now. I see when I start to spiral or think negative thoughts about God, about my life, and I interrupt it and I say, no. Like, and I mean, y'all, I've gotten all charismatic in my bedroom. Like, I'm waving my arms and like, get out of here. Like, I know what I'm up against and I'm clear about it. And I speak with authority over it because of the power of God that I know is real and strong enough to destroy it. And guys, I'm free. Like, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm no longer under the bondage that I was under for 18 months. I am free. And I believe you can be too. Verse five, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised up against the knowledge of God. That's what was happening. Lofty opinions were being raised up against the knowledge of God. And every lie that you have believed, every fear that you have had, every worry and anxiety that you have had, these are all opinions raised up against the knowledge of God. Because if our knowledge of God was full and complete, guess what? He is not a God of fear. We would never fear. Fear is not of God. It is of the devil. And every lie that we give an inch, it will take a mile. It will take a mile. And for some of you, it has taken years. It has taken so much of your life. Some of you, you're here, you're like limping into this podcast and you are praying for hope. And some of you are like teetering on that edge of of giving up your faith. And I just wanna say, I'm here to fight for you, that there is an enemy and that he is fighting for you. And I am here because God loves you and because he also is fighting for you. And that there are opinions raised up every day in our minds against the knowledge of God And our God says that we have the power to destroy them, to destroy strongholds. And guess what he says, how? Paul says next in that verse, that opinions raised up against the knowledge of God, that we destroy them. And then he says this, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's how we change our minds. Romans says it this way, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? How do we change? All of us want to change. How do we change? And Romans says, by the renewal of our minds. Guys, this is the crux of our lives. Our minds are the crux of how we will live, who we will love, what we will do with our lives. Our minds hold the power and the key to our lives. I remember my daughter did a lot of studies. She wanted to be a neuroresearcher and And so she basically was all through high school and middle school, and and she would bring me all this stuff as part of what prompted me to, to do this project. And she said, Mom, what we know about the brain today, the writers of the scriptures would have said the mind every time they said the heart. So that means that a majority of the Bible is about our minds, that every time it says heart, it also is talking, the seed of our emotions is found within our brains. And so when you think about our minds and our hearts and how much of scripture is about it, continually it says guard our heart, our mind. It says, "Take captive our thoughts." That this is an active process; that we are not reluctantly thinking about whatever the heck we want, but we are actively fighting to believe truth, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the Author and Perfect of our faith. He sets before us this call to single-mindedness, to complete consumption of God and His love for us and His goodness over us, and as we fixate on Him the things of this earth grow strangely dim. That's like the old hymn that you used to sing in Sunday school. This is how we change. Verse six, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. This is warfare. And Paul knows it, and that's why he writes that this is warfare. And he speaks of things like destroying every lie, every opinion. Y'all, we have to take this bull by its horn. And, And we haven't candidly, we have not. We have passively allowed the devil to tell us whatever the hell he wants. And I'm sick of it. And this is going to be the end of it. We've got to take this seriously. I know some of you, you just tuned in. You're like, I wanted this to be a fun, happy podcast. Guess what? Fun and happy are on the other side of this. I'll tell you that right now. Like I have never been more joyful. I've never been more free. I've never been more grateful. I've never been more peaceful than I have as I have done war with this part of my life. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Y'all, this is our lives. The sum of our lives will be rooted in what it is we think about. And we never think about our thoughts. You think anywhere from 9,000 to 60,000 thoughts in a day, in a day. And when was the last time you even noticed what it was that you were thinking about? So today, I want you to do something. I want you to pull out a piece of paper, and I want you to start writing down your thoughts. What is it that I thought about today? Notice if it's around 80% negative, because this matters. This matters. Our brains are physically changing depending on what we think about. You think about what you're grateful for, your brain shifts. You think about what you dread, your brain shifts. And we can win this war. I believe it. I believe we are looking at more freedom in our generation than we have previously had. And I believe that that can happen in our lives individually as we actually believe truth. And so I'm going to fight for you to believe truth. I want to pray for you. God, I want to thank you for this community. I want to thank you for a microphone where I get to speak to all of these incredible people and I get to fight for them. It feels like an honor. It feels like a sacred, incredible honor that I get to be in their ears, in their minds right now, and that I get to fight for them to believe truth. God, I do not take that lightly. I believe that this matters more than we can understand, more than I can understand. And I feel your love for them. God, I feel that, that you want them to live more free than they are right now. And I believe, God, that almost all of them have been believing some lie. They've been believing some lie that has crippled them, that has made them afraid, that has made them anxious, that has made them depressed. And I believe, God, you want to set them free. And so today, God, I pray. I want to pray huge prayers, but I also want to pray small prayers. I want to pray that they'll have a glimmer of hope. I want to pray that that hope would be real and realized. And the big prayer I want to pray is that you would set them free that they would have their eyes opened and they would see in a new way the enemy and what he wants for them and and that they would have nothing to do with it. They would go to war. They would fight better than they ever have. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Y'all, we love you guys. Thanks for listening today. If you want to read more on this topic, if you wanna dive deeper, Jenny has a book called Get Out of Your Head. It was transformational in my own anxiety journey. Um, I'm sure some of you can, you can go back and listen to my story. But Get Out of Your Head is such a helpful book, helpful tool even to give to the people that are struggling in your life. We know you guys just will love it. So we'll make sure to put the link to Get Out of Your Head in the show notes. And there is like a whole season of episodes based on Get Out of Your Head. So go back and listen to those. We can make sure to put the link as well. Thank you for listening and being here today. We'll see you next time for another episode of The Made for This podcast.